You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we move into another Third Watch recap episode. We are up to the 15th episode of season six. Holy moly moly, we are very much at the pointy end. This one is called Revelations. It was written by Siobhan Bernard O'Connor, directed by Felix Enriquez Alcala. First aired on the 11th of February 2005, and it's an interesting episode of Third Watch, as they always generally are. My name is Ben, and I may be a little drunk. Really, no. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, after the episode from last week, you probably do need a bit of a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how's everybody doing? My name's Darvell, and... Oh gosh, I don't even have a quote for this one. Oh, I didn't even think about God letting damn. us down. I didn't even again. Man. <laughs> Man, I didn't even think about a quote for this one. Just not good oh, enough. Well. What am I paying you for? Nothing. But yes, <laughs> you're um, paying me shit. What are you talking about? You get paid for being <laughs> on a podcast, which is enough because that's what you want. Um, yeah, we are here to talk about Third Watch. That's funny enough, isn't it? Uh, Revelations. And uh, this is a, yeah, it's better than last week. So <laughs> this is just a, 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 a mediocre episode. It's there. It's the Grace Foster of episodes, I think. Um, it's just kind of... Speaking well, of Grace considering Foster, who it's centred around. Well, it's, it's funny enough, isn't it? This just happens to be a meh episode because who's the star of this episode? She finally gets an episode basically for herself. So uh, sums it up. Sums up the character of Grace Foster pretty well this episode. Uh, but we get Bosco. Yay, Bosco is kind of back. He's uh, shooting missing targets, um, and then sort of as he's doing this, he's getting some flashbacks to him getting shot at the end of last season, beginning of this season. It's a bit of sad music. Cruz is getting checked out, and uh, essentially we find out that she's uh, foregoing treatment, and this doctor's like, oh, if you forgo treatment, it's a death sentence. And, um, you know, she has a bit of a cheesy line, which is like, I'm always fighting something. This is no different. So um, Cruz basically... Well, it's true. True, true. Uh, Carlos, meanwhile, is reporting Holly missing to Yokus. I always love a good Carlos and Yokus scene. Um, it's been a while. Um, so I do like this fact that uh, we're learning that she's gone on vacation, essentially, because she's taken vacation days. And um, I do like Yokus. Right now she's gone, not missing. Um, and then uh, Carlos leaves and Davis is like, I told you so. And uh, Carlos like, that's not right, man. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of like it. Sully, meanwhile, is checking on Munro. So, Sully's changed his spots pretty quickly from you filthy rat bitch to, oh, how you doing, Munro, who's having a bit of a vom in the uh, the the change rooms, essentially. So, there you go. Um, a what? A vom, a vomit. Uh, uh, you know, a bleh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Expel- expelling vomit from her system. Um, yeah, I I know what vomiting is. I've just never heard it said like that. A vom. A vom. Okay. A vom. Yeah, yeah, I've never he- I've never heard it said like that. Well, yeah, you can use it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, bleh, hey, get hey, get out of here! I'm I'm having a vom. I drank too much last night. You're always <laughs> learning new words from me. Um, yeah. Carlos yeah. talking to Grace. Um, you know, Holly's missing. No one cares. Um, they talk about suiting up because Judy calls. That's kind of odd. Um, Davis and Finney are in a car chase. Um, there's a big car accident again. Season six, very season six. Like, let's throw in some random action. There's going to be an explosion or a car chase somewhere. 
Uh, and basically, there's a big car accident. This guy's had a heart attack while driving, but he runs into a Hertz, basically, and there's a coffin in the back, and the coffin's busted open, and there just happens to be two dead bodies in there. Um, so, yeah. And again, we get another David Caruso line of, Finny, we got a problem. Um, and then we go to the credits. Um, <laughs> Finny, we have a problem. We don't get fooled again. Don't get fooled again. So, where are we? Um, then Manny and Cruz show up to this scene. We see this body. There happens to be a tattoo on it. So, there's from the 108 boys. The first time we hear about the 108 boys, uh, they're questioning him about, oh, you know, you've got a permit for an extra body. Uh, I do like the way kind of Cruz and Manny sort of uh, question this driver. Like, oh, it's kind of like musical chairs and you just got uh, happened to stop the music holding the dead gangbanger. Uh, so, uh, Sully with Munro, he wants to eat Mexican. She doesn't want anything. She voms outside the car at the door. She says she had dodgy shrimp last night. Uh, and Sully says, I'll take you in for a medical. And then said, no. We see a woman come out. She looks familiar. She looks like Academy Award winner Helen Mirren. Um, so, again, at this point, not an Academy Award winner, though. But uh, does this mark the, what do we work this out, the third Academy Award winner we've now had in Third Watch? After Viola Davis and J.K. Simmons? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah, we've I had think a c- so. A couple of nominees out there, but I know, obviously, J.K. Simmons went on to win an Oscar. Viola Davis won an Oscar. And uh, his old dear old Helen Mirren. So three Academy Award winners in Third Watch. That's a pretty good strike right there. Um, J.K. Simmons. I'm trying to remember who he played. Demolition Derby. He was the guy who ends up getting crushed. Who ends up dying. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. right. Um, one of the best uh, characters ever in movies when it comes to uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire. Fantastic. Uh, won it for Whiplash. Uh, he won his Oscar for. Helen Mirren won it for The Queen, uh, which is a good movie if you've not seen The Queen. But anyway, she's out here. She's um, saying that uh, somebody needs help. Uh, he needs an ambulance. Uh, and basically, it's a homeless guy. Sally's saying he uh, smells booze. Um, and... Uh, Basically, he says, oh, I fell, uh, that he's a little bit drunk, um, and he did the best he could. Uh, and then we learn out this woman's name is Annie, um, which I just, I sincerely wanted somebody to turn around to her and say, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Um, a bit of a Michael Jackson reference for there, people playing at home. I worked with a girl at Starbucks many years ago, and I used to always come into work and go, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Um, so, How did she take it? Oh, she did not like it at all, so she called me Benjamina, and I hated that name. But anyway, um, so Cruz is <laughs> questioning the owner of the funeral home uh, about extra bodies. Uh, so, yep, and then uh, I do like the fact, and I've never noticed it before, but in this uh, interrogation room, when Cruz <laughs> is questioning this guy, on the background, on the wall, in this interrogation room, is a front page of the newspaper saying Hero Cop right back from when Davis rescued What's-His-Face uh, after the the blackout. And that's on the wall. I've never noticed that before. So I think that's a cool little uh, throwback there. Um, so we Good find, episode. So we find out that this driver who uh, has only been employed for a few weeks, uh, they do a f- three or four funerals every single week, and then we find out that the driver has connections to the 108. So, oh, what a surprise. 
Um, and then we've got a different ADA woman. We find out that the guy who uh, has been shot was a witness to a murder from a guy called Maddox, who is the leader of the 108. And uh, this ADA is all like, oh, you've never met someone like this before to cruise. And Cruz doesn't give a shit. She's like, oh, like, oh good, I'm going to meet him. I always forget, like, in kind of this whole, um, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Wycliffe Jean storyline that there's a guy in the, yes. in the beginning. I like Maddox. Like, I think Maddox is a cool character. And I, is this... We I only, do too. We only get him... Is this the only episode we get or do we get him in a couple of episodes? Uh, no, I think this is the only one. Da- I could be wrong. David but St. Louis I think this is, is the only name. one. Yeah, I'm just quickly looking him up. Uh, no, he's in In the Family Way as well. So, uh, he is... In- okay, so that that's the one after this one. He gets killed, doesn't he? Doesn't... Oh, there's a bit of a spoiler alert. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that the one where the little boy shoots him? Yeah, it is. The boy shoots him dead in the precinct. There we go. Spoiler alert for next week, people. Maddox gets murdered by a child. But that's what's going to lead us to meet uh, Wycliffe. What's Wycliffe Sean's character? I've gotten. I've gone blank. Marcel, Marcel Hollis. Marcel Hollis. That's it. Uh, just a concerned friend with his fifty-fifty acting ability. Anyway, um, Carlos. Uh, they're out in the field now, seeing this uh, drunk guy who's got his uh, leg broken, and then Carlos is amazed by the field dressing. I do like the way he's kind of. Um, what does he say to Sully? Like, did you field dress this guy? And Sully's like, Yeah, I also did some kidney surgery. Where's my lawsuit? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, Sully. Never changed. Yeah. Um, uh, we find out that uh, somebody called Annie did this, and then straight away, Gracie's like, Annie? Where's Annie? Um, and she's all looking, and Carlos is all like, what do you want about? And then Grace is all like, I think Annie might be my mother. <gasps> oh, plot twist. Because I'll tell you what, Darvel. The brief mention of uh, Grace's mother a few weeks ago, all I've been wanting ever since is to get an entire episode around Grace's mother. Because, you know, <laughs> things that we need in this show. I shouldn't be so mean. Like, it just... I guess we've got Finny, we've got Grace, our two main characters. You've got to explore them a little bit because we don't know anything about them. And, yeah. uh, look, for all we know, we could be going into a seventh season, so we've got to get a bit of background to them. I think I'm probably a little bit meaner on them just purely with the fact that we've got two brand-new characters in the final season and we never get a full extent of learning who they are. So they do their best to talk about and reveal who they are. And I, I really do think that... This is the only episode which we ever really get a real background on Grace, isn't it? Like, they, they drop a few hints yeah, here and there, but, I mean, this this is it for Grace. This is our, our one background to what we know. But, like, I will say that what we learn about Grace's past is thoroughly interesting. Like, I want to know more about this. Um, and I think it's kind of, it's, it's sad that we get this, what, in the, the eighth last episode of Third Watch, seventh last episode of Third Watch? Like, this would have been good if she had been brought in halfway through last season and we kind of got this. It's kind of like, um, the firefighter dude from last season, you know, that we talked a little bit about. That would have been the ex JD. Yeah. So, another wasted opportunity. I don't, actually, I didn't want to say a wasted opportunity because I feel, I think at this point the writers knew that the show was ending this season so i feel like they do what they can and while i say it's a meh episode i think that you know it's a unique backstory for grace right the whole addiction thing from a mother and you know yeah i don't know yeah Uh, yeah i don't know if you thought i was going to talk down on it but i actually don't think it's that bad so um cruz meanwhile is questioning the um the driver guy now uh, she's mentioning that um, his fingerprints will be on the bodies because of the embalming fluid and everything. He doesn't want to um, cooperate because he knows what uh, Maddox does to people. 
Um, so he said he'd rather go to jail than rat on them. Uh, Carla's talking to Grace, and basically we're finding out all this information I was saying about how this kind of a fascinating backstory that... Her mother is homeless. She was a nurse in Vietnam. And I love how she says, like, oh, yeah, she's homeless every now and then. Uh, she got addicted to morphine in Vietnam. Morphine became heroin. My brother was born addicted. Um, and then they're driving around questioning homeless people. And eventually they talk to somebody who says, oh, do you mean Annie Foster? Yeah, she's over there. So, again, like, it's just, I find it fascinating. Like, it's such an interesting backstory that she yeah. was in Vietnam and got addicted to morphine and heroin. And now her mum's homeless. Like, I mean, this is just, I find it fascinating. Yeah, but it could have could have worked. Yeah, yeah, it could have worked. Sorry, my sorry, my my mom my mom just op- just opened my bedroom door. Right, and, I was just, and I was just like, yeah, and I was just like podcasting. Hey, I'll let her know. <laughs> hey, Ben says hi. Bring her on. Say tell her to say hello to the listeners. Hey, hey, mom, <laughs> mom, come back in here. Come, come back in here. Ben wants you to say hi to the listeners. Hi, listeners. Hi, Mom. Nice of you to join us. Thank you. We love your son. He's great. He's an awesome person. You've done a good job raising him. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us on the show. <laughs> oh, oh, man. you gotta, you got you to gotta keep that in there. That's nice. <laughs> I like it when we get mums on yep. the show. What's That's up? Fun. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's, right. a, it's a convenient episode to get a mum on the show, I feel. There you go. Um, yeah, it is. Is your mum also played by Helen Mirren, or have we <laughs> missed that? No. <laughs> no, there's, there's a big reveal. No. My mum is actually Helen Mirren. Um, so, <laughs> Cruz... And apparently, more- she, and, apparently she prefer- and apparently she prefers the brothers. Yes. Helen Mirren does. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Come on. Um, what's the old saying? Once you go black, you never go back. Is that appropriate to say? Or? Yep, that's the yeah, that's the saying. Okay. That's the saying. I'll tell you who doesn't prefer the brothers, clans people. <laughs> that is very true. Well, that's kind of obvious. Have and you, have and, you seen Donald, and Donald Trump. Have you seen Black Klansman? Double. That's actually a good movie. Don't no, I, thoroughly I haven't. Good movie. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, no, because that is pretty interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. True story as well. And Denzel Washington's son, boy, oh boy, he's going to be a star one day. Oh, he already is a star. What am I saying? One day, he already is a star. Um, all right, back to the back to the episode. Um, Cruz, meanwhile, is with Manny. They shot to see the one hundred eight boys. We meet uh, Maddox. Um, and yeah, I do kind of love just, this is the thing I appreciate and I keep talking about how, you know, you sympathize with Cruz and everything towards the end of this season, but I, I do love like no fucks given Cruz at this point on, like Cruz yeah. just doesn't give a shit. She's dying. Who gives a fuck? Um, and I do like that dynamic that they have with, uh, Manny kind of, you know, as he sort of slowly gets it revealed across the way. And I do sort of like the way she's questioning him. And then, uh, Manny's kind of just standing at his car and he sort of stands there with his hands on his hips and he's got his, uh, police badge around his neck as well. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, Cruz is, you know, trying to say that, uh, the driver's going to put him away, that he's talked, um, She's all like, you got any weapons on you? I was hoping you are going to try and use one. And then she's all filling him up, trying to find the weapons. Easy with the merchandise. And then, you know, keep watching over your shoulders, Mr. Maddox. Uh, I'll be back. And I do love Maddox. You know, I look forward to it. Uh, I like Maddox. Yeah, like, he's cool. I do too. I really do. He's a The character is, is clearly a twisted, dangerous son of a bitch. But yeah. I think the thing you know, too. That hey, I'm gonna... this guy should have played Donald Mann. Hey, okay, I'm gonna say it. There's they should have good... made Donald Mann a brother. Well, I think I think the thing too that I was just about to say, which 
I'll give season six a bit of credit for is that it's it's been a while since we've had sort of an an over over an extended period of time a villain. You know, really since Chevchenko, I would almost argue, because Donald Mann kind of appears late in the piece, like sort of around the Donald Mann mm-hmm. stuff is only, what, the last four episodes or so? I mean, they they kind of try to connect it back with Letty and everything, and then we had, um, what, Animal and uh, who was the other guy? Mm-hmm. Um, Buford. Buford, thank you. Like, they try and do that, but, I mean, Buford's literally on screen for, like, two minutes of an episode. I, I do yeah. like the fact that we're, what, in episode 15, so... We've got eight episodes worth, essentially, of kind of Maddox, which turns into um, Marcel. So I like it, and I think that as much as I do have some issues around Wycliffe Jean and kind of what he does, I I won't have the same issues as I did with Gene Simmons because I think the difference with Wycliffe Jean and Dean uh, Dean Simmons, Gene Simmons, is that Wycliffe Jean can act when he tries hard enough, but there are definitely some moments when he can't act and he really takes away from the character. But they're different characters, and I think kind of it makes you question a lot. Like, you, you kept guessing with um, with uh, with Wycliffe basically right until the end, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I, I do kind of like what they're trying to do here as a setup. And again, I, I, oft, I really do feel at this point the writers were fully aware that this show is ending. So this is where now they're like, okay, let's set up this final sort of, you know, arc that we're going to have. Showdown. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, it's not the best, but it's maybe second or third best that we get in this show. Um, so yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we like Maddox. Um, we've got uh, Bosco at work. Here he is again in the change rooms. It's been a while, and he opens up his envelope. He's got his gun. Um, he removes the clip and points a gun just as Yokus walks in, and she's like, "Oh, don't shoot!" and uh, uh, we find out that all he has to do to come back to work is requalify. Now, let's go all the way back to what was it, episode one or two of this season, Darvell, when your partner's never going to work again. Um, here yeah. he is. Uh, and then we also find out that Yokus has to requalify. She's got to the end of the month as well. So they're going to go down to the, uh, the shooting range and do all that. That's great. Um, Carlos in this building. <laughs> I do like it's. It is a, a real throwback. This moment, isn't it, to Carlos and his fear of rats? You know, all the way back. Yes. Um, to a rock and a hard rock, place. A rock and a hard place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's got that one thing they fear: rats. Uh, God, I love that episode. Rock and a hard place. Go back and watch it. Um. So Grace then going through this building and she finds a mum. And then her mum is here, basically, you know, offering them coffee. She doesn't like being called mum. Uh, and then Carlos is all kind of nervous and standing at the side. And, and he's basically keeps saying, like, why doesn't your friend come over here? And Carlos knocks over stuff and he basically leaves, goes outside. Um, she, her mum, uh, Grace's mum is, oh, you're a paramedic. Uh, you know, how long has that been happening? And we find out that it's been six years and eight months since um, Grace has seen her mother. Uh, and I do like the line here where she says, like, why did you want to be a paramedic? I always thought you'd be a teacher, which I will say I actually kind of like that that connection that they do have to the final sequence in the final episode. Yes, I like that too. It's a very, like, the thing that I appreciate it is, and again, to go back to where I feel the writers definitely knew they were ending at this point because it's just a subtle little scene. It's just a small little moment. It's a blink and you miss moment that they bring up in the final episode. And I think it works. Like, it, it kind of is good. Um, so, uh, we find out that, uh, her mum's been back in the city for six months and then, uh, Grace is like, Hey, you know, our family misses you. And yeah, 
and he's all like, don't. Like, she obviously doesn't... She feels ashamed, essentially, of her life and doesn't really want to be made to feel guilty, I guess, for what she's done uh, in her life. Um, Cruz goes back to the driver and says that she approached Maddox and told him everything, and then the driver gets all uh, upset and crazy, and we find out that Maddox isn't going to kill him. He's going to kill his family. He knows where his family, his mother and sister, he's been to his house... Uh, you've just given my family a death sentence, and obviously Cruz at the same time is a bit like, oh, shit, I fucked up here. Bad, bad Cruz. Um, very, very bad. And then we've got Bosco and Yokus at the shooting range, um, and then we've got uh, inter- interconnecting with Grace Vassil with a mum, uh, finding out about what her actual role was at Vietnam, Grace saying that you were a great nurse, and we essentially find out that her role in Vietnam was to sit with dying soldiers. Um, which she tells the, obviously, the terrible story of an 18-year-old who was engaged, who all he wanted to do was grow wheat in Tennessee and uh, listen to his dreams as he died. It's a terrible, terrible and sort of, you know, heartbreaking story. And I mean, that, look... That'd mess anyone up. Absolutely. And you, I've just got to point out the obvious here in saying how great Helen Mirren is as an actress. I mean, clearly she went on to win an Oscar after this. But um, I often would talk about someone like Molly Price, who, you know, when she was with... Um, uh, well, Roy Scheider, thank you, Ben. I've gone blank on his name. Uh, but like yeah. how, like we've, we often talk about how great of an actress Molly Price is, and how when she's with better actors, well, I'm not saying better actors, that's a bit mean. Uh, with prominent actors, uh, you know, uh, with all these actors that she's been with, how she really shines even extra, you know, with what she does. Um, I th- think the fact that we've got here, uh, and I'm not really credited much on. Um, uh, Cara Bueno and her acting ability. I think, you know, again, she's kind of middle of the road. She's not bad. She's not good. I mean, she was kind of a bit annoying and a bit sort of on the on the cusp of being bad uh, in her first couple of episodes at the end of season five. But got to give her credits here because, uh, again, you really can tell a good actor when they work off somebody who is renowned as being a good actor. And I think Cara Bueno holds her own here against Helen Mirren. So, um, yeah. Just works so well. And for somebody who we've just met in her mother, I think there's you definitely feel this is a mother and daughter. And, uh, yeah, so yeah. I just want to take this moment to give some props to Cara Bueno for her acting ability here because I feel we've been a little bit harsh on the madness on Cara Bueno. <laughs> yeah, it definitely brings it out. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yep. Clapping. That, yeah, that, that, was not, that was not a sarcastic clap either. Oh. I meant it. I'm glad we clarified that one. Um. So, yes, obviously a bit of a uh, heartache. And then what does she say, like, when uh, she's like, I'm addicted to heroin, she shows her arms, and then Grace is like, why don't you stop? And just even though she's just like, I don't want to. I don't want to stop. I'm um, like, it's it's something that you don't often hear in, like, these storylines. Right. Like, you don't really ever hear uh, a storyline of a heroin addict or a drug addict going like, I don't want to stop. And I'm sure there are people out there like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's not something that I can. I don't know if you can think of a show or something like that where they've explored that. No. Uh, you know, and in, and in real life, I've never even heard someone say, I don't want to stop. Mm. Yeah, and it's, and look, I think as human beings, we're always, you know, open to being addicted to things. And I feel that, oh yeah, for the most part, we can all say at some point in our life, we've been addicted to something. And like, there's levels of addiction. Um, you know, I have no experience or clue what it is like to be addicted to something like drugs or cigarettes or alcohol, and I hope that I never have to experience that. And I, I obviously can't relate to somebody who says that, but 
I know for myself personally that I have definitely had addictions, which in relating to something, I can I know how difficult it is to give up on something. Uh, maybe not to the level of something like heroin or cigarettes or things like that, but I think it's it's just, it's just such an interesting thing because knowing if you think about yourself or anyone you know who've been through addiction, and I know Davo, you've talked before about you know your background in being around people with addictions. It's 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 an interesting concept to feel that we're always wanting to change you know and help people when they're addicted to something that's killing them. It's like like heroin is is clearly going to kill her. But then you do have that level of concept of some people get addicted to these things and, yeah, they just don't want to stop. Unfortunately. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's just such an interesting thing that clearly he graces pretty much, I guess, tried all she can because uh, we hear that she's been in programs, she's been here, she's been there. But I guess when she's so flaky, and this is again going back to everything that I've been saying in this episode, it's just a fascinating background um, on the Grace character and it's something that I wish we had more time to explore. Yeah, maybe if they had given us a seventh season and made that the final season, maybe we would maybe we would have explored that more, or maybe they would have completely forgotten that they even had paramedics and firefighters. Yeah, oh maybe. wait, they already did that. <laughs> I think I think the thing with like this character though it would be, I I feel you. This would be almost one that you would bring back every couple of seasons. Like I feel like either you bring Grace in season three, season four. Or if hypothetically Third Watch went to season eight, season nine, like you know, you bring her back in season eight or season nine. Like it's kind of like how you know me oh, br- and Farrow bring Annie back. Yeah, like it's kind of like how you know me and Farrow, mum sort of wasn't all, all the time, but she mm-hmm. was kind of needed when she was needed, and it didn't feel over the top. You know, like there's definitely right. we've, we've gone over plenty of storylines in the show that kind of was like okay, we get it. Um, but like yeah, this is one that I feel that you could overdo it, but. Um, you know, it's kind of like if Bobby had stuck around, you know, you, you, you're going to be sure that his uh, brother's going to come back again, if you know what I mean, um, and, and things like that. Yeah. So it's like, it's like Either that or the triangle between him and Jimmy and Kim would have continued if Bobby had stuck around. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's just little things like that. But anyway, like, it's, just, it's fascinating. I find it really fascinating. And I, I will give absolute props to Third Watch getting Helen Mirren on the show because... I think the fact is that, um, you know, we've talked about the big guest stars they've got, and yeah, probably at this point, Helen Mirren, you know, I wouldn't say is probably an A-lister at this point, but um, she's still known, I think, enough. Like, if I look through um, some of her, you know, casting here at this point, I mean, Calendar Girls was a huge hit. Gosford Park was a massive hit in 2001. Um, you know, so she's, she's been around enough where clearly she's a prominent actress. You know, she does mm-hmm. get the special guest star Helen Mirren in this. So, um, yeah, for a show that often gets forgotten about, they, they managed to get some good people in this show. So, um, Yeah, they really did. And over the years, too. Yeah. As yeah, we've ex- said. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, what else uh, was I going to say there? Um, oh, so Annie's basically saying they're never going to be a family. So, yep. Uh, Munro's chasing a purse snatcher. He punches Munro. Sally's going to take her into the hospital because we conveniently need a storyline, don't we, of uh, somehow Sasha telling someone that she's pregnant. Bosco yep. and Yokus, meanwhile, at the range. Uh, Bosco's hiding his target um, and doesn't want to see uh, Yokus, doesn't want to show Yokus. Uh, Grace again with Annie, uh, her mother going off to, you know, don't call me that, I'm not motherly. Um, and Grace has to go because we've got an injured cop. It's obviously Munro. 
Um, and yeah, they're essentially saying we've got to get out of here. I do like the fact that they've got an emergency, and yet Grayson will still have like a three minute conversation with the mum. But she says like, you know, stay here. I'll come back. I'll buy you dinner. And her mum's like, hey, cool. I'm not going anywhere. Well, if only that was true. Um, so we've got Cruz and Manny in the house. They're trying to find. Uh, the driver's mother, they're gone. Cruz goes to a different house, and we find out this is Mrs. Maddox that Cruz is going to kidnap. This is a kid. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> saying this out loud is actually quite funny, that a cop to get back at a perp would kidnap their mother. Now, I'm sorry. I should be bagging this out because it's a pretty over-the-top storyline. I mean, we, as much as I just say I do appreciate this storyline with Cruz and everything, like there are definitely some... Really over-the-top things that are not true. This is one of them. We're going to get an episode in the future where Cruz has basically stockpiled enough weapons to start a war with a small country. Um, and the way Cruz goes out on this show and ha- what they say happens to her afterwards, I'm calling bullshit, right? Because <laughs> like, she kind of goes out in a way which is questionable. But the point is, fucking badass Cruz kidnapping <laughs> Maddox's mother. I, I should be. Why am I laughing at this and liking this? I should be going off. That's been all whole time going off at conveniences and things like. that. I'm being such a hypocrite right now, Darby, but I love it. <laughs> well, you know, I have said, uh, we we both said 24 reference again. We both kind of said that you know Cruz is kind of the female Jack Bauer of Third Watch. Mm. This is something he'd do, which. The difference is, though, is I think in the world of 24, you just kind of grow to expect it. Whereas in Third Watch, where there's some level of realism, like, you know, like, I think there's, yeah, I but I, uh, I can't disagree with you. That'd be a cool show, wouldn't it? Cruz and Jack Bauer working together. <laughs> wow. Yeah, now that has me thinking, okay, what what would happen in, you know what, let's have a little fun. What would happen in that? Oh, God, we, we need to do a whole episode on that one, I feel. Um, here's a fun fact. Uh, to play the whole Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game to try and connect actors together, uh, Keith Sutherland and Tia Tahata actually were in a movie together. I don't know if you've ever seen Phone Booth, a great movie. Uh, yeah, I have. Fantastic I have. movie, because Keith actually, Sutherland is the voice of the guy on the phone. Um, but yep. if you remember in if Phone Booth when Colin Farrell's on the phone... You. When he's on the phone and there's a sort of the prostitute who comes up to the door and needs to use the phone, uh, that's Tia Tahata. Yeah. That's Tia Tahata. Really? So, yep. That's, that's her. So, um, there you go. Uh, so, yes, Cruz kidnapping Maddox's mother. Um, we've got uh, Sally and Munro at the hospital. Uh, she's been all difficult. Um, Sully saying you need to get an X-ray. And Munro's basically like, I can't get an X-ray. I'm pregnant. So, <gasps> da, da, da. Sully's found out that she's pregnant. Um, Cruz, meanwhile, is with Maddox. And essentially just is all like, hey, I've got your mum. Shows her like it dangles a necklace in the face. Um, he goes to shoot her, to which Manny drives in, uh, dives in, sorry, saves Cruz. <laughs> Uh, and then they all uh, hold them all up. Some random guy gives the address of uh, the driver's family. Um, so, yes, it's kind of, you know, badass cruise has happened and they've got to find the information out. Grace and Carlos show back up where Annie was. Surprise, surprise, Annie has gone. There's an envelope left for Grace. It's one of those little uh, medical brooches that they would wear in the war. Um, so that's kind of a nice little moment. Carlos says maybe we should come back another time, and Grace obviously knows that she's never going to see her again. 
Uh, Munro talking to Sully. Um, she tells, yeah, that is kind of a sad moment. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, again, it's just how it's such an interesting storyline. I think it would have been great to see more yeah. of it. Munro tells Sully that, obviously, the baby is <clears throat> Ty's. Um, he says uh, she wants him to keep it quiet. Um, and then I love how Sally's kind of like, you know, you can't keep this a secret for too long. <laughs> um, and then kind of Munro oh, is like, can't. just respect my privacy. Uh, this is where Manny kind of really starts to question Cruz and is basically like, you know, what's wrong with you? You're reckless. You seem not to be caring about it. Uh, and then, you know, Cruz basically telling him to shut up. Bit of a sad moment here where Manny says, I'm talking to you as your friend. And then Cruz is like, I'm not your friend. It's like, oh, come on, Cruz. Cruz and Manny are friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that. Then um, Sully and Davis. <clears throat> Sully tells uh, Davis that Munro got hurt. And then Sully's trying to stand up for Munro. And um, Davis is basically like, bugger off. I don't want to hear about it. Um, Cruz, and Munro- Cruz and Manny rescue the, uh, the family of the driver. And then we get this scene with Bosco and Jokic. And I'm just going to say potential top five. Um, which, is this really from this point on? Uh, it's so Bosco and Jokic kind of... The, you know, the, the end of them, more or less? Well, this is really the final end of them. Because, I mean, we sort of had the end of them. They kind of came a bit back together at the end of last season. It was maybe a little bit awkward between them. And then sort of this season, we it seemed to be repaired. But this is it now, I feel. Like, we've only got, what, seven episodes after this and kind of yeah. just tension between them. And, again, this is ultimately leading to me getting angry in the final episode that we don't really get a full closure between these two people. But this is why also I think that we get such a, a possible top five moment here because I think this maybe is their last great scene together. Um, if you kind of forward think about what we've got to come. Like, yeah, we've got a bit between them still to come, but I would argue that this is maybe their last great scene together. Uh, so Bosco shows, up, Bosco shows up to Jokas's house and, uh, you know, he admits, he says that, um, you know, I didn't want to show you my target because I couldn't shoot. My focus is a little off. I haven't told anyone. I just get a bit of blurring in my eye. And he asks her to shoot for him. Um, so that he can pass uh, to become a cop. Jokas is like, I can't do that. Um, and Jokas is like, you can't go out in the street if you can't shoot. Uh, and Bosco is basically like, this is all I've got. You know, what if, I, if I'm not a cop, what can I be? I can't be, um, you know, on the desk. I've got to be out in the car. It's what I do. And I'll just say, um, I think that's an important line, the way he explains that. Because when we get to the finale and we kind of get that future flash to see what Bosco is, I think that that, here kind of sums up what Bosco is, if you know what I mean. So I think that's an important line. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Jokic just says, I can't do it. And then Bosco just lets rip everything we've been through together. I saved your life that night. Um, you know, you of all people, the hell with you, the hell with you, and kind of walks off. And Jokic is just like, don't do this. That's not fair. And, yeah, that's kind of it when it comes to these two in many aspects, which, uh, hence why I think it's such an important moment to be a potential top five. But... It just still makes me one of the most things that makes me angriest about the way the show ends is that we just never get a proper conclusion between these two who you would argue are maybe the stars of this show for such a big period of the time. So maybe I'm just such a 5-5 David fanboy that it makes me angry more so than it should. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've got anything yep, to add on this. Well, and you know, to be quite... I don't think we're meant to do this anyway, but I'm just throwing it out there. It's hard to, in this scene, you know, it's kind of hard to decide 
who to side with, you know, because mm. they they both they both have points. No, Bosco should not be out on the street if he can't shoot, and he obviously cannot. But at the same time, yes, that is that it that is all he's gotten after. And yes, after everything that they've after everything that they've been through after after faith, I mean after him saving faith's life, which is the reason why he is the way he is now in the first place. Mm. She won't she won't help him out. Yeah, it is kind of a apples oranges situation. Yeah, like cuz you can see both sides of it. Um and like obviously it's going to come into play in the final moments of the season because we're going to still have some more around this and kind of, spoiler alert, Bosco getting back on the street and sort of there's shooting involved and was he involved? Yeah, episode 18. um, So, you know, there's stuff around this which obviously we're still going to explore. Uh, So that's kind of, you know, what I'm saying. Like, it's not the last scene between Jokers and Bosco. It's maybe just the last key scene between these two. Um, Right. But, yeah, like... It is a tricky one, and I think kind of that's what makes it such a great scene as well, because it it really does give you a you know a blurred line of who you should be siding with here. So yeah, I think that's I, that's what you get a good scene in a TV show or a movie when you kind of yourself like who do you side with? Like it's kind of there's not a clear cut answer. So um, yeah, no, I I agree. I think it's um it's very strong. Um, Yes. So we've then got kind of this montage at the end, um, which <laughs> I said last week. There's a one cheesy moment I'll get to. This is a Howie Day. The song is called Collide. It's a good song. I like this song. Uh, but we've got uh, Cruz watching the driver giving evidence against Maddox. We've got Grace driving around looking for people. We've got Monroe crying again, holding his stomach. Um, Sully uh, checking out Monroe. <laughs> um, Cruz uh, looking again at uh, the guy giving evidence. And then the cheesiest moment of this whole episode, which ah, just makes me just, oh, it feels like it should be in some sort of children's movie or something like that. We've got Bosco walking down the street. He sees a cop car driving past him, and we get this slow motion sort of pan to Bosco's face fading in with the cop car. It's so cheesy. It's kind of like, oh, Bosco wants to be a cop. Like, I understand what they're trying to do, but it's just, oh, it's just cheesy. I just don't like it. Um, just trying to show that, you know, that's what he wants to be doing again. Yeah, but it's just in the way they do it. It's just, oh, I'm not a fan. Um, so, anyway, that's kind of how we end uh, another montage. I've lost count. I think we're up to about uh, 12 out of 15 episodes at this point, I think. So, more than half the episodes this season yeah. have a montage. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's Revelations. Um, I have a revelation that I'm going to rent this episode, Darvell. Um <sighs> Not sure what you're doing. Mm, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm going to rent it also. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of going back to what I've said a few times. It's kind of a mere episode. Like, I, I think kind of talking about it has made me appreciate it a little bit more, just around the Grace stuff and obviously mm. how great the Bosco and Yoko scene, which is, is I mean, very well done. Yeah, but like I think in, in the grand scheme of third watch, like I can't put this in a buy category and look at it alongside some of the buys. So, um, I mean, I've, I'm looking here. I've got this. Uh, as a, no, episode number 100 out of 125. So it's kind of a, a middle rent um, that I can see here. So, And I think that's around about where it is. I've got it just below Act Brave and just ahead of Lockdown. I think that's kind of a, a valid place for it. So, yeah, that's 
that's what we have with revelations. Yep. Did yep, you have any that. revelations in this episode? <laughs> no, not really. We had a revelation that your mum's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there is that. There's that. By the way, when I, well, perhaps I'll find out if you decide to keep that in the, oh, in in the, the episode. In the, oh, come on now. I'm not cutting in, that. that was in great. the final episode. Um, she wasn't really distorted when I held the mic up to her, nah. was she? Because I held it pretty she close. Good. She was fine. We could do okay. it all good. We, we like that. Yeah. Mama Darville. We like her. She can come back anytime. <laughs> yeah. Um, for, the, for the record, if you want to know, her name's Karen. Just Karen. saying. Okay. Yep. Would I say, would I, is it Mrs. Stewart? Is it Mrs. something else? So I feel I need to well, know, she, call her Mrs. She doesn't, something first. Well, no, no she, she's very informal. She goes, everybody who knows her, everybody who knows her call, either calls her Karen or Mama. Because she's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, everybody, everybody calls her Karen. No one calls her Mrs. or Miss anything. Well, I, I've, I've generally always had a habit of calling my uh, friend's mum's mum anyway. That's just kind of what I've always done. So, anyway, yeah. that's uh, what I do. Next week, uh, in the family way, we have a two-parter next week. We've uh, kind of debated this season between you and I, like, oh, should this be a two-parter? Should this be a two-parter? But we get our two-parter next week, and it's not even a two-parter or third watch. It's our second-ever crossover event. We did this back in Season 3, of course, with ER, a fantastic pair of episodes. But next week, we bring you the long-awaited crossover between Third Watch and Medical Investigation. Haven't we been waiting? Oh, I know back in the day, Darvell, all I wanted them to do was a crossover with a random show that had just started and was soon to get cancelled itself. So, um, like... Although, you know, if it hadn't been for numbers coming out when it did, I really think Medical Investigation would have gotten a second season because it actually did pretty well up until that point, ratings-wise. The history I have with medical investigation is I think kind of when I saw it being advertised on Australian TV, I was aware that Third Watch had done a crossover with it. So I'm like, I'm going to watch this show. I maybe lasted a few episodes and was like, yeah, it's okay. Um, And it's got an actor in it who was in another show that I used to watch called Popular. Um, So I kind of liked that. And I like Neil McDonoghue. Like he's... He was in Desperate Housewives for a few episodes. He's been in lots of things. I like the actor in it. But um, it's just something I couldn't really get into. And... I, I actually, I've said this plenty of times, and even at the time of recording this, I will admit I've never seen the medical investigation half of this, you know, this, this crossover. And it's odd, because you would assume, like, I would do that straight away, but honestly, I've never, I never seen it. So I'm going to be going into that blind, never having seen it before. I feel it's, it's obviously different from the ER one, whereas the ER one actually started in ER before you got to the Third Watch episode, whereas mm-hmm. I feel kind of... The way this works, I've never felt the urge to watch the medical investigation episode because in Kingpin Rising, the third watch episode following in the family way, you kind of get a flashback enough where you know what happened. So I've never felt the need to go out of my way to watch it. Uh, Whereas ER, obviously, I would have done it anyway because I watched ER anyway. So that, you know, made me lose Uh my shit. So, yeah, I I mean, have you ever seen... I don't think you've ever seen the medical investigation one either, have you? Uh, no, I, I don't think I have. And I never, I never watched the show itself back when it aired because I, I'd never even heard of it. Medical investigation. I mean, I'm just going off of something that I read about it, you know, that it actually did quite well in terms of ratings before numbers came on and sent the ratings for the medical investigation into the toilet. Mm. Um, but what I was, what I was getting ready to say was then you actually had to look real hard to find the medical oh, investigation did. episode, didn't you? It took you? me a while to find it. Like, I honestly thought I wasn't going to be able to find it, but I eventually got it. 
Um, so, yeah, I think for our uh, audience out there who maybe are watching Third Watch, and again, we are aware that if you're watching this deal with us, you're watching it in ways that aren't necessarily uh, legal because they've never officially <laughs> released Season 6. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we hope that you can source a copy of uh, Medical Investigation. What is it? Episode 17 from Season 1. So, um yeah, it's it's tricky to find, but uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to actually watching because I've never seen it. So this is going to be the one time you and I both go into something blind, having never seen it before. So um, next week we will obviously do it as per usual. We'll just do a recap of In the Family Way, but on the same day we will release a side recap uh, of the medical investigation episode, which I feel will be a lot shorter because we don't know any context, I think, behind a lot of these characters and any other side storylines. So... Uh, unlike ER, where obviously I sort of knew it had been a while since I'd seen it, but um, I'm looking forward to it at least. And we should mention that also yeah. in the family way, we do actually get to meet Marcel Hollis for the first time. Wycliffe Sean's on our screen for the first time, so I'm looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, there's not much more really to talk about without giving a whole lot away in that episode. So, uh in the family way, next week, alongside the medical investigation episode Half Life, in our uh, second and final Third Watch crossover event. So, looking forward to that one. In the meantime, like us yes. on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on Instagram, all the other relevant channels, and we appreciate you joining us for these episodes as we get closer and closer to the end of Third Watch, our exclusive coverage. And we're going to be creating a world record, Darvel, the very first podcast in the history of podcasts to ever complete a recap of all of the third watch episodes i i i don't think it's the biggest achievement ever in human history but i'm still going to claim it as a world record all right so <laughs> yeah, i'm going to do the same because i mean we've both said it time and time again and and brandy i think has said it as well that uh you know there's no other podcast out there that talks about third watch mm-hmm. so and we hey, you know and and hey what's what's cool is as we've said many times before hey we've even gotten props from some of the people who are who 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 were on the show you know cuz exactly. some of them are familiar with the fact that we do this and they're actually glad that we're they're actually glad that someone's revisiting it yeah Exactly. So, and we're glad that the listeners are too, if you're listening to it. Yes. Um, so, there we go. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben, and suit up, Judy calls. Alrighty, I'll do that. My name's Darvell, and hey, see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.